0: Welcome back. I'm here again with Patty Oliver. Patty, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Always a pleasure. <laughs> so in the last episode, we talked about your journey and we talked about Reiki healing. On this episode, from Reiki and your journey from the prior episode, how did you get into the Akashic Records? And also, what are the Akashic Records?
1: Okay, <clears throat> well, let me first tell you how I got into it. So yes, we, we talked about Reiki and the energy healing and the recognizing that I was getting more intuitive. And I never really thought of myself as someone who could do that. And again, being very non-woo, I thought, what do I do? this is interesting?" And <clears throat> it all started when I had someone on the uh, table doing the Reiki, and they started talking to me. It was after the session. About what's going on in their personal life. And I sat there and I thought, I saw that in my mind's eye. I knew what she was talking about and I could totally relate it to what. And I just thought I was not paying attention or some random thought. And it it was just kind of one of those aha moments. And I thought, I'm going to follow this. And so the next time I started working with people, I started. talking more about what I was getting this is this what I'm getting in my mind's eye. It's like a little movie that plays and I yes yes that yes and I thought oh my goodness and so the more I did that the more I got amazing sessions oh my goodness some some amazing sessions just just on that and then a, a few times I even brought through deceased people which I don't do that a lot, but it's happened a few times, and it was an amazing experience for the person that I was working on, because they were really suffering, and I would just see in my mind's eye, and then I would hear, or they would have me send them a message of some sort, and it was always highly relevant. That was always very, very exciting. Like I said, not my forte, but that has happened, and then one time I was working on this gal. She had a lot of lower body issues. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I would work on her for a reiki, she had to sit in a chair, which is fine, doesn't interrupt the flow or anything like that. And I could see suddenly like a past life. I thought, okay, this is new and I saw that she had braces on her legs and she was a male and she was working in a very negative environment I could feel what she was feeling in that moment it was a lot of self-anger self-loathing and that was coming out uh, in the role that she was playing in this what appeared to be a past life I mean it just looked ancient it looked old and it, I was very moved by that and and I was sharing all this with her who is someone who is highly skeptical <laughs> But she was getting a lot of relief from the energy work. So she kept coming, even though she was a little skeptical. And she's like, okay, this is a little far-fetched, but okay. But I was blown away again. I thought that was a past life. And I've never done that before. And I want to look into that. So me being the information seeker that I am, I started doing a ton of research on past lives. And I I came up across Dolores Cannon. You brought her up mm-hmm. in a previous podcast. And I just devoured a bunch of her stuff on all of the hypnosis regressions, essentially, that she was doing speaking to their superconscious and getting information that way. And then I think it was through one of her books, I have to remember, I saw the term Akashic Records. And I thought, that's what I need to do. I, again, it was just one of those, I got to do that. And I started looking up Akashic records and I'm like, this is what I got to do. So what are the Akashic records? So the Akashic records exists at the fifth dimension and it holds all the information about.
0: Let me, let me stop numbers. you right there. When you okay. say the fifth dimension, do you uh-huh. mean like a fourth physical dimension, fifth physical dimension? Like well the, hyper, the third dimension is
1: the, the third dimension is the physical realm
0: right.
1: and then beyond that we get into more etheric realms of an energetic realms. so it's so, just so another just dimension using
0: that using that methodology not methodology but that classification what's the fourth yes. dimension what's the fifth dimension in that classification system because
1: well, physicists dimension.
0: are gonna are gonna say the fourth dimension is time <laughs> fifth dimension is yes. like a hi- hyper whatever it so. is
1: so fourth dimension is time. I think is a good way to explain it. From my spiritual perspective, the fourth dimension is really relates to our thoughts. It allows us to time travel, if you will, because we can think. We think about a memory in the past. I mean, like we can go there, right? Or we think about a future potential. And we think about it and we go into that fourth dimensional aspect of ourselves and think about where there's that potential and this potential and that. We wouldn't be able to do that without the aspects of that fourth dimension. As you can imagine, it can feel kind of like a negative realm. There's a lot of things, uh, energies floating in the fourth dimension that you really need to rise above to get into a higher spiritual aspect of yourselves. So that would be my description, kind of like what you said. So the fifth dimension and above represents our spiritual aspect of ourselves. So this is a a record, a hall of records, if you will. And the term Akash or Akasha is a Sanskrit word that means universal sky, kind of some loose translations. So you can think of it as a vibrational database. Mm -hmm. essentially. And it holds all this information about the universe, past, present, and future, everything about our, our planets, our star system, everything. And so it gets recorded. So every soul has its own Akashic record. And the Akashic record of your soul can be accessed intuitively and in that record holds all the information about your soul how your soul was designed by source your gifts your strengths your attributes all the things that you can use to if you choose to create your abundance while you're here in the physical realm so that can be accessed and we talked about your gifts, right? For your communication and you're a truth seeker. Those are gifts that you've been blessed with. And you can see that there are pluses and minuses, right? (laughs) It's part of the universal law here. We have laws of polarity and laws of attraction and all those things that exist here in that third dimension. And we can choose through our experiences to align to the more positive sides of who we are, or the more negative sides of who we are. There's no wrong way to have your physical experience. It's just a lot more fun and life gets a lot (laughs) easier and more in the flow when you consciously choose to move toward the positive. Most of us are just operating in that subconscious, unconscious, negative realm because just for a whole host of reasons. For many, they feel it's easier, it's hard to make new choices, etc. So I can access what's called your karma. And your karma is the energy of a choice that did not align to you and is not serving you in some way. And so then laws of karma come in and say every negative choice that you make, and it's not judgmental, it's one that doesn't serve you, every negative choice you make must be balanced out by positive choice. If it is not balanced out in the same lifetime in which you created it, you will come back no matter how many times it takes with the same circumstances or the same energies of the circumstances you created to try again. All right. So that ends up being all of our repeating patterns that we have that we can't seem to break out of right like money problems like i never seem to have any money or relationship dramas right like why do i keep dating the same guy or girl all the time right over and over again it ends the same way all the time right or why am i always in ill health right and then there's a whole spectrum of things in between there but that seems to be like the three biggest patterns and then we just keep repeating them It's kind of like the proverbial, well, I keep banging my head on the wall, hoping for a new result. And you're going to get the same result until you make a new choice, right? And so because a lot of us are very non-objective about ourselves, right? I mean, it's way easier for me to sit here and maybe tell you about you than it is for B to say, well, Patty, I've got to do this, this, and that, right? It's hard. We don't do that so i can access your karma so people come to me say that i'm really stuck and i'll say well first of all these are your gifts you might be using them against yourself so let's make you aware of what your gifts are where you should go and not go and be aware of and not be aware of like okay say and this is your biggest karmic patterns according to your guide so it is an intuitive process a channeling process that i use for either their higher self or their spirit guides And they say they're bringing this through. This is a karmic pattern that is not serving you. This is the lifetime in which you created it. This is the choice that you made that started it. This is the energy of it in which chakra it's held in because karma is energy. So karma will get lodged in one of those chakras that it's relevant to, and it will cause you through law of attraction to attract people, situations, and circumstances that resonate to the same vibration so that you can choose to overcome it or not and karma is very patient it'll just keep showing up and showing up and show- <laughs> it's like well here we go again sean still isn't getting it let's, let's do it again i mean i hear amazing stories and most of the time people are like i know exactly what you're talking about but i don't know what choice to make to change it and then so that i can counsel them from a spiritual perspective on well this is what you might want to try And then this is how people make a paradigm shift in their life from coming out of those negative coping mechanisms and stubborn patterns that they can't seem to break into creating a new trajectory for themselves. It brings up this concept of timelines. So it's like when people want to manifest something, we talk about what do you want to manifest? And what is manifesting? I guess maybe we should even back up
0: Yeah, that's a great, to that. that's a great approach.
1: Yeah. What is manifesting? Because I think it's a, a buzzword that gets tossed around a lot. And everybody says, well, yeah. I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to manifest this. Well, what is manifesting? And this is just my perspective. But because we live in law of attraction, right? We're always putting out vibrations. Everything has a vibration. Everything has a resonance and a frequency to it. And this is, you know, an Einstein theory, right? Everything is vibrating, right, at all times. And so our words, our thoughts, our emotions, our actions all have a vibrational quality to it. And we are always putting out into the world a vibration that equals that resonance. And then you can't help but attract an equal. And you won't attract anything higher than that until you Go there. And remember, in the last section, I talked about I believe that my poor health was come across because I always put myself last and I was always in the state of anxiety and fear. And so that was the vibration I put out. So I could only attract people that resonated to that, which was more uh, people that want to be first, that might not be compromising, that might want control, those types of things. It can't be any other way. Okay logically i wasn't thinking that i just did me and i wanted to change but i didn't know how to change until i got into this energy work and then you understand your karma and you're like yes i have repeated that for years i know exactly what i get that and then you take new action to change it and correct it so manifesting becomes well i like to actually use the word magnetizing rather than manifesting because we are always drawing into our space People, situations, and circumstances that resonate what we are. So if you don't like what's showing up, you need to change what you're putting out. And then you will attract new experiences. But it takes time. And the reason it takes time is that the physical realm is the slowest, the densest, the heaviest energy, the slowest. And we have time through our free will to course correct. And we're always in operating with your free will, but we're always operating also in co-creation with someone else, right? If you think about it, we don't create in a vacuum. It's like if you want to get somewhere in life, you need to be able to work with someone or something that can provide that vehicle or that pathway for you, right? So we have to manifest or attract the opportunity the person that can send you on a bridge to that opportunity it's we're always co-creating with other people and they all have their own free will (laughs) to bring forth that opportunity or not so the the universe is constantly matching us up with what we are and who we are vibrationally and then as you take your power back. I talked about this as myself as an example. I took more empowered action. I created more solid intentions and took action to create them. It's like, I intend to create this for myself in the next 12 months. And I'm going to do this and this and this to get there. And then the universe is like, yeah. (laughs) So we're going to send you this person and that opportunity. And this, I mean, that's how it works. And so I work with people through, it's it's a two-part because I think in order to magnetize or manifest what you want, you first have to overcome your negative karmic patterns. It can't be any other way. And I think that's one of the big issues that people have with getting with where they want, is that over here, like, say there's money flow issues. Okay, there's money flow issues. It's like, well, I'm doing everything I can in career, but maybe your relationship, there's problems and you aren't addressing them. Or maybe in your family life, there's problems and you're not addressing them. That will slow you down or stop you over here. So we are holistic beings, right? You can't manifest one area if you've got negativity going on in another area. So it's this big lifestyle change, I like to say, when you're energy healing, when you're wanting to change your life, it's not just the one issue that you think you're having problems with. It's Everything because Mm -hmm. what we do in one life area, we do in all. So I can access the karma, I can share that with the person I'm working with, conduct energy healing, and I do it all remotely now. I have clients all over the world, I don't have to be in the same room. And Reiki works the same way too. There's distance Reiki healing, it's just as effective through intention because energy is not bound by time or space. I can access your Akashic record from anywhere. You can be all across the world. It doesn't matter. And conduct the healing. And then you do feel that like you, most people do, would feel it because I'm adjusting your energy field. And then as it wants to release from your space, karma, you know, it doesn't just leave because you want it to. It will leave because you've taken new action. So it will bring an event of some sort in your space. To say okay sean you said you want to release this bad pattern well here you go what are you going to choose now <laughs> mm-hmm. and usually people are then you know we just don't always pay attention we just think it's on auto replay and then when i work with someone i say be on the lookout for this or be on the lookout for that they're like oh that's what patty was talking about <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've got to speak my mind for finally once I ever speak my mind. I got to do it. All right, or I have to say I'm done with this job or I, I have to make this decision with my money or whatever it is. And that's really hard for people to do because it's scary. It's like, well, if I make a change, what if I don't like the change? Or what if I'm not successful? Or I'm going to upset certain people. If I stop doing what I was doing before. And most of us really don't want that. So we tend to keep in the negative patterns. So the Akashic records hold all of that information. And your karma will serve as a driver for your life experiences until you overcome it. And then once you overcome it, you don't have to repeat it unless you go there again. And that's how you take yourself in different timelines, on higher and higher, higher timelines, depending on what you're creating at the moment with your choices.
0: Now, when you're looking at the Akashic Records, what do you see in your mind's eye? Like, what's that experience like? And how do you communicate that to your clients? I.e., do you tell them or give them, you certainly can give them insight into prior lives where there's blockages do you see future lives or do you see their future in a sense in the akashic records
1: well the future is unwritten the potentials are there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and yes when i work with manifesting i can see different potentials based on where they're taking their choices and and that's the thing is there's not just one place you're supposed to be right there's many ways to have a positive experience and overcome your karma and they're all good they're all correct it's like well well, what are you shooting for and it's always changing you know you might start on one path and then change your mind and go here well okay it's not wrong So there's future potentials and trajectories. It's very different than a psychic reading, where I believe that, and I'm not a psychic, so I don't want to speak too much to that, but I think what they're doing is tapping into one potential future based on when you're at. And then if you continue on that line of choices, then yes, something like that could happen. I think that's one type of psychic type of work but I work with the trajectories. And then in the past, I, so how I receive my information, there's four different ways in general that people can receive intuitive information. And we're all able to receive intuition. We just, like I said, dismiss it. So there is the clairvoyant, which again, tends to be kind of like I described, almost like psychic type of information. And you maybe see things. And then there's the clairaudient in which you Mm. hear things. Sometimes I hear it. And I I do all four. But sometimes it seems like it's in the same room that this voice might be coming from. Sometimes it's just in my head. Your voice
0: or is it like?
1: Sometimes. Sometimes it's other voice. But it's not scary it's more like a guidance type of voice like a spirit guide that's usually what it is that's how i would describe it. it you can have clairsentience which is feeling you feel things in your physical body sometimes i would get that especially when i was doing the hands on work i really got a lot of that i could feel a blockage and i would almost feel nauseous or i would feel dizzy or i'd feel something or even the feeling the emotion that they were having and then there's cognizant, which is just knowing you just know when you don't really know what the source of it is so usually when i'm doing the akashic work it's visual i would see it and it's almost like a little movie that plays in my mind that's the best way i can describe it because i would access like if i was doing a reading for you i would access your spirit guides and your akashic records so i'd be getting information from your guides and maybe that's why it can sound a little or seem a little different but i would see like a little movie just so i get the gist of what's going on and then I would kind of confirm in my mind's eye, you're making this choice for this reason, you're feeling this, this is what's going on. And then I would just share that with you. So it's a type of channeling, cause what I'm really doing is channeling your spirit guides and maybe even your higher self. And then I'm sharing it, but I'm just very matter of fact with it. I just present it as this is what's coming through. Or sometimes when I'm in the middle of talking to you, I might get something and I say, okay, I'm just gonna say this cause this is what I'm hearing. And then I share that with them. And usually they either recognize the story completely, like it could be on auto replay for them, right? Like that's exactly what's happening in my marriage and it's happened before or, what, or in my career or whatever it is. And then sometimes the original story where the choice was made, they don't fully understand the story, but they're like, oh boy, I just I know what you're talking about. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it could have started very different but that feels the same. They're like, I can totally relate it to my problem, what's going on today. And that's the thing is you don't know where where these things start all the time. They could start very differently than what you're dealing with. But yeah, that's how I experience it. And that's how I share it.
0: Okay. So it's not as if you're inside the Akashic Records. You're Communicating through an intermediary of sorts. I
1: do, yes. That has access. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's and, kind of being relayed to me.
0: And how did you learn how to do this? I know you, you kind of studied it up and, and things like that. I did.
1: But... <laughs> I studied it up. I I had mentors. I did train with people who do this. And then I just started doing it. <laughs> I started doing it. And and that's scary because, you know, that's the only way you know something is if you do it, right? right. And I worked with several people in the beginning who I did not know. I, you know, I just kind of put it out there saying, I'm going to do this work and and total strangers. And you're telling them about themselves. I mean, it's a very scary position to be in. But when they respond with, yes, yes, you're right. That is my relationship or that has been my experience. It's really incredibly validating. And then as you work with them over, and it's usually a, a series that has to happen. And because, again, the goal is to make a lifestyle change, right? We, just like going on a diet, right? If If, if you want to lose 20 pounds, you got to do the work. Same thing with your life. If you want to change your life, you've got to do the work. It's not like it's just, oh, it's a great, fun reading, and then I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. I mean, you could, but you won't have any change in your life. And that's okay. But if you want to make real change, you've got to make some hard decisions. And then it brings up the subject of, like, quantum entanglement. It's like you get entangled with other people and their energies and their karma. And then you need to unwind that entanglement for yourself. The other person has to do theirs, but you know, it's it's about you and your journey and how entangled you are or not with another experience. So you need to unwind that, which takes time, so that you can wind up something else. <laughs> it's like somewhere you want to go rather than here. All what of that, that takes time.
0: Mm-hmm. What does that look or feel like? like you, you have a client and you get. From quantum entanglement. Like, what mm-hmm. are the physical manifestations of that, or the intuitive manifestations? If you have an example, just so the audience can understand.
1: Well, for example, I I could use some examples, I guess, of some readings that I've done. I had this one gal who reached out to me, and she's wanted to get out of the bit career she was in and do something entirely different. But she's like, I can't get out of this career. She says, either I can't earn enough money, so I've got to keep doing this, but I keep working with men. And not only am I working with men, but it's a terrible experience. They're always coming at me, or they're arguing with me, or they undermine me. And it's just, it's awful. And it's always been that way. And I can't seem to break out of it. What is going on? So there, obviously, there's an entanglement there, right? Okay, let well, so let's take a look at that. So I had asked in the Akashic Record, okay, what is the root cause of this situation? That's usually what my wording is. And I was shown a past life in which she was a male. Okay, it's not necessary that you change genders, but we do. And automatically, when you change genders, you're going to have a very different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So she had been a male in this past life, and she was also in a position of authority, and she had a number of men working under her, and it turned out that she was not a very compassionate manager. She used a lot of misuse of power, maybe even borderline abusive. I don't. I'm trying to remember, but it it, it felt like a very a negative use of power, which is mm-hmm. of course karma, right? It just doesn't serve you. And then the people that you're with. And so it was never balanced out in that that particular lifetime. And I think she had many lifetimes of repeating that. And so now we come into the current life. And I think the decision was, okay, well, for a few reasons that we want other experiences, we're going to go into a a female body and have you experience it. And by the way, you still got to overcome this karma in your career. (laughs) So she's constantly put in these positions with these really difficult male rolls and is stuck and that's because she would argue she would fight it was just very unproductive but she felt she had to so i would share this with her and she just like busted out laughing she's like oh my goodness i can <laughs> totally see that and i said okay so we're going to conduct some clearing and i would counsel on ways that she could clear the karma right and interesting things happen. Like I said, when you get a clearing, the universe kicks in. It's like, okay, we're gonna work on this for her. So she called me like, I don't know, seven, ten days later, something like that. She goes, You're not gonna believe what happened. I hear that a lot. You're not gonna believe. It. But what 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 happened? And she said, Well, and I think it was like three men in particular that were really troubling for her. She said, one quit, one got fired. And then the third one, I think, was a superior of hers that she needed to work things out with because she wanted to leave. And I think he Mm -hmm. was making it really hard for her to leave. She goes, and and I think that was the last one. She says, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) What am I do?" And I said, well, we want to make sure that you don't repeat the old patterns. So I remind her what the old patterns were. I'm like, you you know, come from a place of confidence, you stay grounded, you speak your truth. And I, and I said, that's the best advice I can tell you to lead with and see where that goes. So, okay. So then she had her experience and, and called me back. She goes, that went so much better than I ever thought it would. She said, and I I remained calm. There was a few times where I wanted to go back to my old way. She said, I, I didn't do that. And he actually listened. Right. And, and we actually had a really good conversation and I didn't get everything I wanted out of it. But I feel so much better about how that went. She says, thank you so much. And then it kind of worked itself out. And she was able to leave when she wanted and to start to pursue something else. And knock on wood, it has not been an issue so far with male coworkers for her anymore. So that's just like one example of many (laughs) (laughs) right and then just kind of being blind to the fact because we're human right Mm -hmm. it's like it can't be me it's all these angry men it's like well but if you change how you are in that situation and not that that's an automatic because everyone has free will But it's about you. It's not about the others. It's about you. So you align to your highest good and you're in a more empowered position. And it will work out the way it's supposed to. One way or the other. Can't predict how, but it will work out one way or the other. And then you learn. You're like, okay, that I learned from that.
0: Yeah, there's two sayings that get me through life. The, The second saying is... Life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you react to it.
1: Well, and that is the basis of, of karma from this perspective, is that your karma has everything to do with your perspective and what you do with that. It's not about what's done to you. It's what you do afterward. And, and I think some people have a little bit of a problem with that, but it's true. Because if you've had abuse or something perpetrated against you, that's their karma. They will have to deal with that. If you absolve yourself of your karma, it doesn't make it okay for what they did. It's not even, we don't even go there. It's about you. Right. And that's why forgiveness is so important because it's for you. You know, we have to purge it. It doesn't hold you anymore. It doesn't make it okay. It just doesn't hold you. And then you have to have a belief that what goes around comes around and that's not in a bad way it's like they have to deal with that their life circumstances are part of their karmic pattern
0: it's not yeah. in this life
1: <laughs> not always it, yeah and it usually doesn't start it's it's usually reminiscent of a past life. and, and the thing about the past lives too that you want to remember is that lifetimes and lifetimes ago life was very different it is very brutal there was much mm-hmm power over. People were put to death in horrific ways for speaking their truth, for being who their authentic self. And so even though you might have been forced into that, and that was your demise, in your Akashic record, it still exists as a choice that needs to be balanced out because somehow you're still coming in, like say you were put to a horrific death for speaking your truth in a past life. You might have communication issues or feel like you're not being heard. I don't want to speak my truth. And you hide and you hold back and that's not serving you. And then through a series of healings, we discover that maybe that was your demise in a past life. It's like, okay, all right, I'm still doing that. And you will continue to be put in positions where people make you feel that way because that's the vibe you're putting out. That's your truth and then as you rise above that and start speaking your truth then the universe starts sending you different people, situations and um, circumstances.
0: Yeah, I think truth seekers are typically better off running their own operations than. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know, yeah, there's a way to go about the truth, right, in a way that's serving uh-huh. you because sometimes a lot of times the the truth, if we're going to talk about that subject in particular is un pleasant right or it's Mm -hmm. inconvenient or it's like well but but we don't want to go there that's not serving my purpose (laughs) my purpose is here the truth would negate that so yeah it can make people very uncomfortable And, and so it's being willing with akashic work in particular but i think any healing work is being willing to look at the truth of yes i am choosing that Yes, I have done that. You know, like when I go back and share my personal life of, well, I lack of self-worth. I'm not blaming anybody. It, I did that. I chose mm. that. And I have no ill will over people that I had experiences with because of that. Because, I you know, I chose it. And I'm okay with that. And once you own that, then it's like you can release yourself from it. It's like I can make any choice. I can do that. Really empowering. It's the most transformative work, I think, that you can do for yourself. And and I'm biased. Okay, Akashic work, energy healing. But any type of work that you're willing to do that really brings out that self-awareness for you and the self-accountability is huge. Because then you take yourself wherever you want to go. And it can seem difficult if you've got a partner or if you've got a family and it's like, well, I you know I'm pulled in that direction, I gotta do this. I mean, we are always juggling those things as humans. We can't get away from that. The the self-accountability is
0: huge, huge. Any last words for the audience about the Akashic Records?
1: It's the most potent source of information about you. And everyone actually can access. Their own Akashic record, like I said, it's always a question of objectivity, of being Mm -hmm. willing to see what's in there. And a lot of people don't, or they're very blocked to that because of all kinds of limiting beliefs they hold and they just don't think they can go there. So uh, to me, it's some of the most transformational work that you can do, highly effective and We would take you in directions much faster, I think, than you could on your own. Again, getting to the root cause. Always want to get to that root cause so that you can take your life in a new trajectory.
0: How does one access the Akashic Records on their own?
1: It's through intent. I teach people. I'm going to be doing a self-healing course that's going to be coming out on how to do that. It's easier than you think. It's through intent. You say, I want to know more about myself. It's usually done through a meditative state, through calming the mind, calming the nervous system in the body. And you just say, you know what? I want to know this about myself. What can you share with me? And you will get some sort of response. It might be slow at first because you don't trust yourself but you will get a response you ask a question you'll hear it and it's different for everybody and then it's just a matter of interpreting it as to what you do with it
0: all right patty it was again an absolute pleasure
1: (laughs) thank you thank you
0: for appearing on the show
1: thank you for having me i really enjoyed it
0: if you enjoyed this video Please click on like, subscribe, and the notification button so that you're alerted anytime I post something new.